This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Good songs never die on us, even when they reach our ears for the hundredth time. Such is the musical magic of Shitaichi, that band of popular Mandarin songs from the middle ground of the 20th century. Good afternoon, this is Front Row on The Bigger Picture. I'm Juliet Jacobs, back after a three-year hiatus. Dharma Asia Productions are set to present All That Glitz and Glamour on the Silver Screen, a musical theatre concert that will relive the magic of signature songs of the Mandarin Golden Oldies era, ranging from the 1930s to the 1960s. So the show marks a comeback of sorts for the multiple award-winning and multilingual theatre company who are renowned for their blending of East-West harmonies in their musical performance. So I'm going to find out what's in store from Pun Kai Lun. He's the artistic director of Dhamma Asia Productions. He's also the director and scriptwriter for All That Glitz and Glamour. Also joining us, Yon Lin. She is the vocal coach and artist for the musical theatre concert. Welcome both of you. How are you today? Thank you so much. Thank yes. you. Thank good you morning to you. It's so good to have you back in the studio. It's been, what, I think more than five years, right? Because this is the first time you're yeah. coming to this BFM office and we've been here five years. True, very long. And it's, you have a very nice office here as well. <laughs> Thank you. But it's so nice to see you again. And uh, tell me, I mean, I know that, you know, things have not been going... I mean, things were tough, right, of course, uh, over yeah. these last three years. Uh, how, you know, how did the pandemic affect the work that Dharma was doing? It was very tough uh, throughout the whole whole process of three years because we were thinking of what to do and because there was no project. So what we did was cleaning up the office, mm-hmm. doing a bit of uh, housekeeping, and we see we suddenly realized our documentations have been badly done or poorly done. <laughs> oh, no. and, and so we did a lot of work that is productive, but not in financially, but th- that keep us going, that kept us going. And um, and always have to fight against this kind of a, the, the, the potentially very low app in terms of one's emotion and mental state of mind. You know? of so that was, that was a bit of a struggle for us. Okay. That was a bit of a struggle. So, you know, I mean, as it was for many performing artists and, 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 you know, those working in the arts, there was basically no income, isn't it? There was absolutely no work that was yeah. that you guys were able to carry out at the time. Yeah. For three years, uh, we have no show, no income. So we have been basically living on our reserves. Mm. Uh, one of the, probably one of the smarter moves we ever have done was to not to splash out money and distribute all the money out when we were doing good in some of the shows. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. we managed to put aside some money. Our our financial controller, who is our, our lead musician, uh, our concert master as well, mm-hmm. Bunwi, he said, we must keep money for rainy days just in case, which was a very wise move. <laughs> Wonderful. So we have been living on reserves for the last three years until somewhere in the middle, third, third quarter of last year, uh, our reserve was basically depleted and we exhausted all the all the reserves that's there. And that's where we have to send out SOS and, and cry panic <laughs> that, that, that time. Okay. And so, I mean, were there considerations to sort of like throw in the towel? You know, were there, you know, times when you thought like, okay, this is it for, for Dharma, we're not going to continue? Yes, we did. Actually, this is the second time we, we, we have to confront that. Okay. The first time was in 2003 when the flood in Tatara Madeka yeah, yeah. basically destroyed everything we have got. And, and luckily, there were com- companies and individuals who came in and, and lent some support with some finances to, to rebuild the, the whole operations. Mm-hmm. This time round, actually, it was in third of uh, the third quarter of last year, Sing Chiu and I and our 
other partner, Bunwi, was this was thinking about should we close shop because we don't have any more money. And then it's not a good time to restart the theatre work because we are still in the midst of COVID kind of resurgence and stuff like that. Okay. And we thought that even if you want to do a fundraising show, it, people would not come and then you have to incur all the costs mm. at the upfront. Mm. What are you going to do? We have no money to lose, you know. Yeah. So so we did say maybe we, we, we have to give up and, and then close shop. And that was very serious. Then after that, we thought about, hey, come 2024, this is our 30th year. And, and if you are going to close shop at the age of 28, which is supposed to be a good year mm. from a Chinese point of view. Sure. And it's such a shame, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Then we say, right, why not we give 2023 a one last push and see what come out of it, you know. And, and if we cannot successfully raise funds for 2023, then at least we... We close shop with a lot of effort trying to put in that, that, that we did something to Knowing make it that work. Knowing yeah. yeah, yeah. that you tried. Yeah, that we tried. So, so at the end of the day, we say, okay, let's do it. And of course, you know, when you talk about fundraising, it's the whole business and the whole industry and the companies are also having that kind of problem, you know. Mm. So it's like also very tough to get uh, supports from corporations also, you know. Mm. So. It's, it's not that they don't want to. It's also they are also facing facing a lot of uh, cash uh, flow issues. So, what what managed to spark this off in terms of at least we seeing the light at the end of the tunnel was really uh, the age coming into the scene. Mm-hmm. And Dato Ho himself, when we appealed to him whether he could be a, a kind of a sponsor or lending some support to our work, so that we are we can get back our, on our feet again and subsist on our own. We were so and aesthetic and says, yes, he's happy and prepared to help us out. Wonderful. And that he can open doors for us to, to, to knock at other companies to, to get help as well. You know? okay. so, so that helped a lot. If, if he hasn't come in, we, we would have closed Dhamma. That, that, that's as serious as that. Because we, 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 we lost a lot of money over the, over the three years. Yes, right. so, so we have to thank the angel up there <laughs> watching over us. Wonderful. And of course, it was just wonderful for uh, Dr. Ho and as well as the age coming to lend support in this fundraising drive. Okay, and and you know the rest of us are going to support in whatever way we can. And we're so excited to see. You know, I was really excited to see that Dama was back because suddenly the emails that are coming, I said, "Oh, Dama is back with a with a you know a huge production. It looks really you know as the title suggests, lots of glitz and glamour. Uh, and you know what you're known for, isn't it? You know, blending those old and new sort of uh, uh, really classic music uh, together. Um, let's talk. We'll talk about the concert in a little bit. I just want to talk to Yonlin a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Yonlin, you know, you also I found out. Um, you know, when I was reading, uh, got your start or in, or in interest in musical theatre mm-hmm. was sparked by Dharma. Thank yes, goodness, correct. you know, they didn't close down in 2002, right? Yeah, um, Yeah. so basically I started my musical theatre journey uh, with Dharma back in 2010. And uh, back then, the first musical was Glitz and Glamour, which is also, yeah, which is, oh, wait, which well, is oh. yeah, okay. like a prelude to this one. I would say some songs are used also. And uh, when Zheng Chiu and Kalun said that, okay, we're going to go back to Glitz and Glamour, I'm like, I'm like, I was like, yeah, I must come back for it. And <laughs> <laughs> um, it is also a phase where we are all trying to come out and do shows after the pandemic. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a uh, it was like pretty meaningful to commit to. Yes, okay, let's do this again. Yeah, and on coming back, there are a lot of uh, new faces and also old faces, and the energy within the cast is so refreshing because it's been a while since everybody shared a big stage. And um, I think for this production, it is 
big. It's not like a small size uh, theatre production compared to the ones that are um, outcoming and trying to push the scene back again. Mm -hmm. So um, it is definitely thrilling because to work with a big group of people is not, um, I I would say it's quite challenging because you need to um, go with everyone's levels and everyone's um, um, energy, everyone's background and experience. And most importantly, I, I can feel that everybody is just looking forward to share the stage with Dharma this time in 2023. Yeah. So everything is pretty intense. And... I can imagine, right? Show opens next week. Um, But everyone is really thoroughly enjoying the process that we are able to go through because Dharma is, you know, has, has fought for for us to like share the same rehearsal space to create and all that. Yeah, I think it's a very precious experience. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, I, I, I'm just assuming here that, you know, all of you, uh, you know, from the cast and uh, the crew as well, really mm-hmm. want to, you know, don't want to see Dharma close, close yeah. their doors, right? So everybody yeah. has come together to really uh, throw in their support as well. Mm-hmm. Correct. And in fact, like, there's not much that has been shared from um, Singh and Kalu when they say that, hey, we are closing down. No, but we are in, we're going to do a show. And it's pretty much very focused on what we want to put up for uh, all that glitz and glamour on the silver screens. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, everyone contributing and, and it's it's very nice to see that things are turning out how it is right now. Okay. Mm. All right. And, and I think, you know, you've been getting like a lot of support and there's a lot of uh, good sort of uh, feelings towards it. A lot of people are very keen to join. Let's talk about the idea behind all that glitz and glamour. So uh, on the silver screen. So uh, as, as uh, Yon Lin mentioned, it, it is something that, you know, there was some another production. Prelude. Yeah, prelude. There was a prelude. Yeah. yeah. So talk to me a little bit about, you know, how it was conceptualized and what it's all about. Yeah. I mean, uh, doing all this uh, genre of music we call Shi Tai Chi, which is basically songs of the era, mm. Which which uh, dated back in terms of of its popularity is from thirties to sixties, uh, are exceptionally beautiful music. Which even modern days art form in terms of recording, uh, doing covers and and stage plays as including films, mm. there's a certain degree of revival of those music coming back. So. Up to today, we would say that good songs never die. And, mm. and these are the songs that never die, you know, because it's still contemporized for modern uh, usage or, mm. or consumption. So so in, in that sense, we thought that since we our Dhamma's musical journey is actually started with this genre of music, since we are making a comeback, why don't we like carry on that tradition, you know, mm-hmm. with yeah. the with the so-called music that is has been our forte all this while. Mm. Ah. So, so that's why we say we'll do that. Then, of course, I think it's, it's also very nice to see many other artists are doing this kind of work. Mm. So we say, maybe we should differentiate this project from the usual uh, projects that people do on Shitai Chi. And then we thought, why don't we angle it from the movie days, you know? Movie days where, not so much of the present generation, you know, the, the, I'm talking movie days of Shaw Brothers and Cathay Cinemas. Mm. That one would be our parents' entertainment mm. venue and so are our grandparents. I think I, I'm I'm quite old already. So I, I was witnessing the tail end of that cinema mm. period. Yeah? yeah. So we say, hey, it would be nice because what one of the most important thing about the development and growth of these uh, songs of the era has been the issue of cinema role in helping to push that genre forward, okay. propel it forward and create a lot of popularity among people for entertainment. Mm. And we say, if we focus on cinema 
then we will also be focusing on the movies that make these songs very famous. At the same time, these songs also help to create good box office revenue mm. for this cinema industry. Right. And it's a symbiotic relationship. So we, we are exploring that symbiotic relationship throughout the 30s, 40s, 50s and 60s, how they help each other and how the, how, how the genre music actually changed as not mono, monotone mm. or neither is it a specific features that run throughout the whole decades. Mm. There are variations in those those songs. Right. Okay. Yeah. And talk to me about the research of you know. So you. I mean, why did you decide on you know focusing on those four decades in particular? Because that that is the period where it was in existence. Okay. After that, it died because the canto pop took mm. over the whole I industry. See. Okay. Yeah. All right. You okay. see, I I think a lot of people do not know in terms of the development, because I think modern days consumption of that period music has generally lent its its idea of more of glitz and glamour to a large extent. But actually the original development of Shitaichi is actually quite grim. Mm. Hmm. Uh, the first the first musical so called musical song, I would call that I would call them uh, song films rather than musical films. Mm. Because songs play a very important part in the early days of movies of of, of those Chinese movies. But they are not what we see as musical songs, they are more inserted into the songs to help box office sales. Okay. So right. it may not have a narrative function at all, but mm. they are beautiful songs. Mm. And, and why it managed to gain momentum during those periods of the 30s and 40s, which was basically uh, presiding within uh, Shanghai, cosmopolitan Shanghai, and, and spread outwards. Uh, during th- that period, the songs of the Shitaichi it's very much influenced by the beautiful recording of the Russians, classical trained musicians, and also beefed, by, beefed up by the influence of American jazz, mm-hmm. big band kind of song. Okay. So we want to relieve those kind of song spirit of those period. Yeah. And uh, people would not realise that actually the songs during those periods are very advanced for their age. Mm-hmm. So we are trying to replicate some of those uh, jazz feel, those big band feel. Mm as well as those uh, songs related to... They, they were trying to mimic a bit of the Hollywood influence to some extent. Okay. So, so we are trying to get that ambience in our presentation, you know. Okay. And, and, and the reason why, why... Part of the reason why the recording of the black and white movie songs were so exquisite and people just like to go to see the movies is partly the recording of the classical trained Russians they are very apt at doing great performance, uh, uh, music, music performance. Mm. Especially and, and when it comes to precision. Yeah, mm. they, uh, it was very good, uh, exquisite. And that's why the songs are very, very beautifully played and performed during those periods. Okay, so this is just not just you know a concept for glitz and glamour. It's also really like a look at our history and uh, you know the history of this this era yeah. of music, mm-hmm. right? So it's really quite uh, educational as yeah. well. Mm-hmm. The Chinese came over, no Chinese, the Russians came over to to, to the cosmopolitan Shanghai during the Bolshevik Revolution mm. of nineteen seventeen. Mm. So the only way job they can find is being a musician, you know. Yeah. Okay. All right. And you know, Lin, for you, you know, and it must have been interesting as well to to uh, I'm assuming like to have learned all of this of as course. well and to yeah. Yeah. It's ge- like obviously there's a generation gap when it comes to appreciation of music of that era. So like literally the songs that were introduced were like almost unknown to me. Mm. I mean, songs is one sto- um one one particular segment, but films in particular is something that I do not know and <laughs> did not touch off until 
that uh, until these songs were introduced and when we had to execute it, of course, it's it's best for us to do our homework and see okay, what's the story behind this film and the songs and how do they support the scenes. And um, yeah, basically, it is a very, very eye-opening experience um, because Sanctuary and Kailun both know the narrative strong enough but for us it's like okay how do I how do I get what you want from this song and what is the um, what what should be stressed out from this song what is the the main message to put out mm. yeah so uh, like like what I said like one of the songs that we covered um, it has to do with wartime um, like war zone uh, effects and um, I was like okay so how do we bring out what what emotions and what state of mind of um, the people of the era are going through and how do we deliver it yeah and I think it's pretty, pretty interesting. Mm. Okay. Yeah. I can't wait to see this. Oh my goodness. And um, and Kailun, you know, as I mentioned earlier, you're also the scriptwriter on top of being the director and the artistic director. Very, very multi-talented, busy man. Um, but <laughs> I wish. I wish. <laughs> <laughs> of course you are. Don't you dare deny it. Um, but, you know, uh, talk to me about the script, you see. So how have you tied it all together? I mean, what is the sort of storyline that you've uh, mm. that you've woven, you know, through uh, through this piece? I think I think what 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 essentially happened to the movie industry during those period is that the early part of the movie when they promote the songs, uh, most of the songs are presented in a kind of a social context manner. Mm-hmm. Meaning, a lot of the films explore the poverty situation, the mm-hmm. downtrodden and the dark side of the society kind mm-hmm. of story plot, mm-hmm. and those songs are fitted into this kind of uh, movie song films. So in that sense, if you talk about early day movies and all these uh, shitaichi songs, they are actually socially contextualized, mm. and there's not much uh, flamboyance like we know of uh, shitaichi in the later days. Okay. There is a bit of glamour, which is uh, with around uh, certain personalities. Zhou Xuan was the main one to become mm. the first so-called glamorous star of that period mm. during those so-called darker movie period. Okay, mm. and and and. There was no glitz at all. So the earlier movies with all these songs have a bit of glamour, no flamboyance and no glitz. So when we move into the 50s and 60s, the influence of uh, Broadway came into the scene, Mm. the influence of pop music came into the scene, and that changed the whole spectacle of uh, Shi Tai Chi genre. Mm. And there were lots more dancing, there were lots more glitz and Mm. glittering here and there, you know. Mm. And, and, And that makes it a bit more happy, optimistic, in terms of the nature of the music. Okay. It feels very like it was post-war, sort of like coming out of the war. Yeah. Sort of, was and also a lot of the Shitaichi period during the war period, uh, because the Japanese themselves actually, uh, when they occupied chi- China and sh- Shanghai spe- uh, particularly, they, they actually <coughs> banned all foreign firms mm. and they grouped all the Chinese theatre company into one big group, mm. basically to be controlled by them mm-hmm. and and what happened was during that period there were a lot of uh, progressive creative in that film industry from artist to director to script writer to songwriter musicians mm-hmm. they band together and use music as a metaphor for kind of oppositions mm-hmm. oh, okay yeah we will feature some of the songs like in the resistance there. and those are very popular songs mm, okay like like candy peddling songs that is the song that fight against the British occupation of, in terms of them f- enforcing opium onto the Chinese population. Oh. But that was a huge hit. If you don't understand the history behind this song, you're like, oh, that's a very nice, beautiful song. You know? <laughs> it's about selling candy, so you know. Hidden that kind of, meanings, yeah. Yeah, so, okay. so, so we introduced that, that, those kind of, and then there's another song that, that is about talking about Shangri-La. Mm. 
Mm. I mean, there is some controversial. I mean, there is some debate over what actually was the metaphor. You know, mm. some treat it as a criticism of of escapism. Some treat it as a as a kind of wishing for a better world in during the civil war in China. Okay. So so so, but those songs are we in Malaysia and we so is consumed because they are popular songs that appear in our cinema and but of course we treat it as an entertainment you know yeah, yeah, yeah. but if you contextualize if you understand the, the background I guess our appreciation I mean my appreciation starts to grow because of all these things you yeah, know yeah. there's so much more meaningful context behind all these songs you know it's just mm-hmm. not for entertainment only mm-hmm. but they were very good in giving entertainment and yet giving a for kind of a, a context to their own personal integrity of those creatives. You know, yeah. that's, how it that's, that's so exciting and so interesting, right? And I think, you know, it's sort of like the metaphor of like, you know, us as well coming out of a very bad time as well, mm. right? So there's there's some similarities actually that you can draw from, you know, the, the era of the music and, you know, us coming out of the pandemic and, you know, what you guys are also working on. So some parallels there. Yeah, um, I like that metaphor. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm seeing it that way. But um, very quickly, uh, can we talk a little bit about, um, you know, the, the, the people that we will also see uh, on stage uh, performing this uh, w- with you. Maybe Yonlin, you want to take that? Who are some of those that will be there? There are um, a, a very good variation of um, older generation and later generation mix when it comes to the cast. Um, I think some of us are musical, theatre trained. Some of us have different backgrounds like opera. So it's so nice to see everyone coming together and trying to see what we can put up as a group of people. Yeah, some of us are more well-versed in the pop scene. Mm. Some of us musical theatre, some of us classical. So, memang a lot of different backgrounds coming together. Um, I would say that our uh, star feature would be oh, one of the season ones, Evelyn. Yeah, I, I think I think what what happened is that because, as I say, the, the influence of uh, the music over the various period... Uh, it's very difficult to have a singular so-called star that moved throughout the whole sure. period, you know? Sure. Like, like for example, the earlier days when actually there was much more uh, classical trained singers mm. uh, in the scene, some of the passages are very operatic in nature mm. and that are... Ah, 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 the, yeah. those Color kind of things, yeah. yeah. And 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 that one, you you cannot use a pop singer or even to some extent musical singer to to carry Excuse those mm. those uh, work. Right. So that one, we basically use someone who's classical trained. Mm. Uh, yeah. They happen to be seasoned uh, artists who worked with us before sure. to to uh, to 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 be featured in the in those songs. Mm. Then the later part where they are musical, more musical work. We have those who are trained in musical theatre to be the star of those songs. And then the later part where there are pop sound like Agogo and all that. Yeah. So we get people who are very familiar with uh, Agogo and those pop sound to, to, to sing their, their beautiful voice out. Okay. And, and partly because of it, it's exciting because now we are featuring a band of different so-called uh, versatile performers that fit into their various niches. Ah, okay. And so uh, audience could expect to see quite a spectrum of different mm. so-called artists from the season to the emerging, mm. young emerging talents. Okay, all right. Uh, Half half the cast are, are probably half the cast are new to us. All right, mm. okay, all right. So that's nice as I mean as well, right? Working with new people, working with people you have already collaborated with. So there's a nice mix on stage, mm. and you know, as the title suggests, you know, there's going to be. I mean, based on the posters, I can see it does look very glitzy, right? The mm. costumes, the the set, and everything. The uh, second act, yes, but the first act, act we have to tri- uh, represent the ambience of that period. Okay, yeah. so mm. it's a bit more tapered down. Okay, all yeah. right. So so we're going to be going through the ages as well, as you know, mm. on yeah. as you guys perform on stage. 
excellent. Okay, so that it's coming up really soon. It's starting already next week. Uh, what would your final sell be? Why would why would you want uh, everyone to come and watch? Um, yeah. Firstly, to help us. Of course. <laughs> yes. uh, we we basically have been living uh, carrying on our work for the last nearly thirty years based on ticket sales. I mean, uh, I easily. Nine, over 90% of our uh, so-called income comes from sales of tickets. Okay. So so we have developed a, a model that we can subsist, you know. Mm. So we just we just hope that people can support us so that we can subsist again, you know. We are not going to keep on returning us for money, but <laughs> we, will, we, we like to start. just carry on on our own. And sure. this, this year would be an important year to help us to support uh, us in terms of uh, moving forward. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, Every ticket sale is important. It doesn't matter where price, you know. Mm-hmm. And and uh, we will be very grateful if if they lend a hand to us. I mean, the public. Okay, all right. And we should, and we want to see you. You know, hit thirtieth anniversary for sure. Um, mm-hmm. And for you, Yan Lin, you know, um, somebody who's been with uh, Dharma throughout, mm-hmm. I guess, the last thirteen years, mm-hmm. right? Uh, talk, talk to me about why you uh, why you would say everyone should come watch. I think it it is a a very very interesting show to come out and watch um, because right now um, there's a lot of uh, comebacks making from um, the older tunes and definitely I would say it is the moment to see what we performers have been wanting to show after the pandemic yeah especially when it comes to the musical theatre scene like all of us are really like oh, this, this is when we come out we drill we go through the motions again and we want to really present what we are going through as a group of performers in this time and day and mm-hmm. age, yeah. 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 I, I think it's not in, only an issue of helping Dharma because uh, we are part of the whole uh, theatre fraternity, yeah. you know, yeah. and there are lots of freelancing uh, theatre professionals, practitioners, artists, musicians. Mm-hmm. So by, by helping each of us as individual uh, theatre companies, you are also helping the whole troop of uh, freelancing uh, creatives in the whole industry okay. and, and it is basically helping the whole industry as yeah. a whole. Yeah. And I keep, I keep mentioning this, you know, when we were locked up at home, what did we look for? We look for the arts, we look mm. for music, we mm. look for, you know, everything went, we were searching for that for comfort, right? Mm. So yeah, it, it's definitely time to to lend that support. Very quickly, uh, Kailun, I know that, you know, you also have some plans in the pipeline for Dharma um, aside from this concert. Uh, maybe you can just quickly share some of those. Well, uh in August, we'll be doing uh, another musical concert, uh, musical theatre concert program. It's called In Perfect Harmony 2. We did that with the star last time, uh, a while back, I can't remember the years. Uh, and, and what we want to do is to celebrate cultural diversity. Okay. So we will have Indian, Malay, Chinese, English, some songs from Sabah and Sarawak, and it will be a kind of a bringing Malaysians together and... Uh, uh, listening and even interacting with songs that all of us love, okay. you know, irrespective of beliefs, uh, color, race, or whatever. Yeah. Sure. So that will be one, and and the other one will be the two o two four celebration, our thirtieth <coughs> anniversary celebration. Okay. We have uh, big plans uh, for 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 at least two shows, and then um, there are there are three in the work, but 
we are like we haven't firm up, so I, I okay, wouldn't want right. to say anything. Sure, yet, yeah. okay, okay, okay. But, but def- do come for to celebrate with us two o two four. Definitely. So, um, but first, you know, we need to come and see um uh, all that glitz and glamour on the silver screen. So the show starts. Uh, there'll be six public shows um from Fridays to Sundays, and it's starting on the seventh of April. So shows on the seventh and eighth and the fourteenth and fifteenth of April start at eight p.m. and the shows on Sunday the ninth and sixteenth of April start at three p.m. Uh, what are ticket prices ranges uh like from eight. 88 to 288. Okay, all right. So Very auspicious. Very <laughs> on your 28th anniversary as well. And uh, it's going to be uh, performed at Stage 1 Theatre in PJ Pack over at Wanutama Shopping Centre here in PJ. So you can purchase your tickets at onetix.com.my or you can uh, call the box office. The numbers to call are 77324788 or 77324988. Uh, and yeah, get your tickets there. The show is starting just next week. So we really, really, you really, really need to get your tickets soon uh, and if you'd like to find out more about Dharma you can just head to their website that's dharma.asia if you'd like to uh, find out what Dharma is up to and if you miss any part of the show today you can always search for the podcast at bfm.my slash front dash row or you can find it on the BFM app my thanks again to my guests I was speaking to Poon Kai Lun artistic director director and scriptwriter, and Yon Lin vocal coach and artist and we were discussing all that glitz and glamour on the silver screen this has been Front Row on the Liga Picture BFM 89.9 Listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.